past two, and I am terribly sad to report that this is the last time mm. that you and I will be doing this in 2016, and highly likely the last time we'll ever be doing it, but the last time we're doing it in 2016, because you're out for the next two weeks. We yeah. finish the first week of December. Yeah, Warren will be replaced me for the two weeks. Well, but he so and I'll just talk about Liverpool for the rest of the year. <laughs> it doesn't make for good radio, but I've got the tears going, and I've got the <laughs> hanky out. <laughs> Okay. Can I just say right off the top, it's been a ball. Yeah, I, absolutely, Andy. I mean, I just love fleshing out the world game with you, mate, because uh, yeah, you just love all sport and you've got the passion around it and you've, my, it's been really good, mate. My, my, my knowledge is uh, limited, but my enthusiasm is boundless, <laughs> particularly when it comes to this. And there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, um, you know, tonight's game from Australian World Cup qualification perspective and what continues to happen in the A-League and the, just the beauty of Bruno Fornaroli. His first goal was, uh, you know, uh, but his second goal was just, I think yeah. we understated how you understand the technical requirements of this game much better than I do. The ease with which he scored that second goal, the ball coming in and mm. the way across the body and the sweetness with which he struck it, it is it still beggars belief to me that they haven't got 20,000 people a week lobbying to watch this bloke play at Amy Park. Well, it's a great question to ask because it almost changed my mind a little bit. I know we've got the topic about South Melbourne. Which we'll get to bit straight away. And Tassie yep, yep, last yep. week, and there's all they're popping up everywhere at the moment. Uh, but I used to think that the new clubs have to be franchises. Had to be new franchises put together, and they get put in the right area, and that they'll thrive or they won't thrive, right? Uh, but Melbourne City, can't. they're a proper football club now. Mm. If you go down to... The, the Trove facility and walk through those offices there. That is a proper football club. I've been to football clubs around the world and it looks like a proper football club. Their facility out the back with all the training. I mean, this is as, as good a football club, football structure you'll see in, in the whole of Asia. Yep. That's how good this is. And they've recruited beautifully. They've got a Fauna Riley who's scoring world-class goals. You've got Timmy Cale who's, who just the kids love. Yeah. And... I know it was a Thursday night, but there's always an excuse. 7,000 people came to that game. Now, um, this club is is doing everything they possibly can from a marketing point of view, from getting the best players to, to get numbers to their games, uh, and I congratulate, for, tra- congratulate them for that. But the point I'm trying to make is that do you – I mean, if you don't put those new franchises like a West Sydney Wanderers in the right spot and they're not li- uh, connecting with a, that tribal yep, – yep. You know, cohort somewhere, you're gonna. It's gonna be a battle over the long term. So, is a South Melbourne a ready-made club that you know Oceania team of the century, uh, the one a million things in the old NSL? If you look at some of the greats from the fifties uh, that that club has has brought through, and and you know many of them played for Australia. Uh, Ange Postecoglou, Paul Trimboli, all these guys, Combutsianos, uh, all these sort of guys. You know, great, great legends of our game. Uh, they've got a cohort of supporters there already. It's a ready-made club. Is that the way to go? Yeah, and and do we put aside all the, all the stuff about you know the fact that the old NSL was probably blown up because of all well, the ethnic uh, sort of issues that were involved? Well, Bill Papastergiatis is about to join us. Who's on the advisory board and a director at South Melbourne as they pitch for this A League license. And I hope Bill can exercise one more minute's patience before we get to him. Answer your own question. What do you think? Is, is, has the FFA moved so mm. far down the track and has the A-League established itself enough now? Have supporters become aware enough of the responsibilities that they have to bring themselves now mm. to represent the club in a, this different league, this new, different league that has different requirements upon them? 
Has has it moved far enough down the track, do you think, for that to happen? I reckon up, up, up to about maybe 18 months ago, two years ago, any club like South Melbourne from the old NSL, uh, they'd be just wasting their time. I just get a sense now, this is off the, rec- off the uh, record chats I've had with mm-hmm. people at the FFA, they'd be wasting their time up until about 18 months ago. But I sense now that they're, with the FFA Cup and what mm-hmm. we've seen there mm-hmm. and the excitement around it and almost the acceptance of the, of the, of the multicultural you know, melting pot food and football and grounds and people involved, uh, I just reckon people have softened around that and it's going to be all about the bid. But there's still going to be – it was really interesting, the article in the Herald Sun last night I, I saw online. And Matty Windley's post. And I, I, I hardly read the article, with all due respect to Matty. I went straight to the comments to see what were people were saying. And every third comment was referring to, you're kidding yourself, South Melbourne. You're part of the old NSL. Um, Greek back club. No one want to go. We don't want that. Any, but every, you know, every other comment was fantastic. It's great to see a club – as uh, as prestigious as South Melbourne, Proud. with such a history mm-hmm. involved, so there's got to be some sort of way of getting around that because I think that's what's going to scare people out there if uh, if it's not done well. Well, let's find out how South Melbourne feel that they can overcome that if, in fact, they do need to. Club director uh, Bill Papasergiatis, who is part of the advisory board, in fact, he's the chairman of it, that is putting together this bid to enter the A League. Uh, good afternoon to you, Bill. Good afternoon, guys, and thank you for um, the invitation to your program. No, no, it's... Look, anybody who understands what the old NSL was like and understands what football in Melbourne and Victoria is all about understands what South Melbourne, South Melbourne Hellas has meant to the game in this city. You've heard Carlos um, paint the picture about maybe some of the hurdles that uh, some would perceive to be in front of a bid from a club like yours. Do you think that they are real concerns? And if so, do you think you can overcome them? Um... I think they they are real in a sense in a sense that they're a perception based hurdles. I don't think that they stand on the ground in terms of the development and the formation of the club since those days, and also what the club represents by way of this bid, because the bid itself is emphasising the history, but also looking for a way forward and introducing new elements and people onto this advisory board who aren't of Hellenic background but are supporters of the game, want to invest in the game, but can rely upon the tradition, the history, the 55 Socceroos that have been produced by this club, the fact that you know it's won three championships in the last three years, it's won the Women's Championship, its juniors um, got voted by the Football Federation Victoria as the best junior program development club in Victoria. You know, what we really need to see, guys, and this is the important point, is a connection with the grassroots. It's a connection with the true believers and an acknowledgement of the history that this football that we all love dearly has a relationship with our past, which we shouldn't just disconnect ourselves. Because the point that you guys made about the franchises is that in some ways they're disconnected because it's a business rather than a club. And South's approach to all of this is we want to grow the pie. We understand that Melbourne City may be having some difficulties, but we think what we're bringing to the table is additional interest. 70,000 people on our social media follow us. I mean, the Herald Sun were astonished when I received phone calls this morning from some of its journalists, astonished at the support. They said, Bill, we've had 1,000% more interest in the South bid 
than we did on any, any of the AFL and cricket articles. We were absolutely astonished. And for us, it's not really a question about support for the bid. It's more about the interest because we want bumps on seat. We want people to be passionate. We want people to be excited. We want them to feel that this is not a Hellenic club, but this is a way forward. History is important, but this is a way forward. And we think we can capture that southeastern market and create the true rivalries that Foxtel require, um, create an interest at the ground and increase the support base, I think, for the other clubs as well. Bill, it's Carlos. Uh, congratulations on the timing of your announcement. I know Tassie came out last week and I know there was a, a story about uh, Robbie Fowler probably co- putting his hand up to coach a possible West Adelaide bid. And I know, talking to some people in Perth uh, on the weekend, there's Football West who want to uh, put a bid in also. So it's great that all these different you know, groups are coming in. But Absolutely. Your, yours is really exciting me when it probably wouldn't have excited me to be honest to you a couple of years ago wouldn't have excited me bill but i think the timing and what we've seen with the ffa cup you know delving back into the grassroots people being really excited about that being a fantastic football product i think that's really terrific i'm one of those guys that used to you know especially the saturday night games back in the old nsl when yeah. south melbourne are playing yeah. the lights there at uh at the uh, you know one of the you know the uh, Albert Park Stadium and you'd play Sydney yeah, Olympic okay. so it would be a true Greek derby and it was just a yeah. wonderful wonderful it was a great night family environment wasn't absolutely it? And but that's, and that's what I think we bring to the table because you know the notion of ethnic rivalry I think is dispersed I mean what people have got to realise is that the difficulties they have currently with the A League teams with Western Wanderers or some of the other supporters from around Australia is that it relates to people's temperament rather than an ethnic-based issue, and um, we've found in the NPL there's absolutely no rivalry amongst all of the clubs, putting to one side the fact that many of them have some historical ethnic history. But I think the real real, um, cherry on top of the the cake here for us is the fact that we can bring something the other clubs can't that you've just mentioned. We can bring a stadium deal, a purpose-built $70 million stadium that we have exclusive access to, which means that the club is economically viable. We can bring a supporter base, ready, willing and able, that won't cannibalise existing supporter bases from the two other clubs. And we can bring a club in that at the moment is winning most of the things that are put before it. So we have to, at the end of the day, support the clubs that are developing our junior players, that are on the ground. Have the We have four coaches, just to give you an example, coaching in our juniors and sub-juniors, that are full-time, that are full-time, who have got pro licences or UEFA B licences, who are former players, first division in Europe, coach senior clubs in Europe, but in C and B leagues in Spain, and they're coaching their kids because that's what we're passionate about. Now, Bill, on that, on, on, as I was, I was just getting to a point with uh, you know with the background and what you, how you ran a club in those days, and you talked about you know your grassroots and your youth programs and the full-time nature of some of your staff. Uh, but these days, it, you know, you, you talked about the franchises being a business, but you can't escape the fact that victory is almost the size of, a, of some of the smaller AFL clubs. Uh, Melbourne City, their facility is world class. How are you going to be a better club in the A-League than you were in the NSL? Absolutely. So we've learned from the um, NSL days and we think that, you know, we've matured with time. Um, we've looked around us and see how other clubs are developing and learning from them, but as well as learning from clubs overseas. So we, we tour to Europe every year. We take our juniors 
to Europe every year. We take our coaches to Real Madrid because, as as you indicated in the introduction, South Melbourne was voted the Oceania Club of the Century. Real Madrid was voted the European Club of the Century by FIFA. They invite us every year. So we take all of our staff over there, do a learning process. So all of that learning we're doing from overseas, we're brought back here in terms of coaching, development, the support base is there, guys. We will get 10,000 people to a game without cannibalising anyone else. We have a stadium that no one else has, and we will have something that in particular no one else has in Australia. Our social club will be situated within our own ground. So this is a way that we can economically support a bid, which is grassroots, looks back to its past, but at the same time nurtures and, and assists the development of its own players because at the moment, most of the A-League clubs are not promoting their youth players into the seniors. There's a real bottleneck of 1,000 players each year who get to 2021 and have no access to playing senior football. This is the opportunity of the South Melbournes. This is the opportunities of a B-League, whereby we give our kids a chance because we look at the draft that the AFL does every year, and I must admit, I'm really envious of that because it's an opportunity to crystal. You know, to crystallise the best talent and to give them an opportunity. We don't have that in, in soccer. Mm. And I think South can do that because of its its programmes, and I think a number of other clubs can do that. Talking to Bill Pappas... aspirational football here. Talking to Bill, Pappas, talking to Bill Pappas, Sturgiatis, director at the South Melbourne Football Club, and hoping to get uh, an, AFL, an A-League licence. What's your timeline like, Bill? Where, what's the process, just in a nutshell? How, how long have you got to develop and formulate this, and when do you need to present? Well, we've, we've actually put together our program because um, we already developed a bid to get our women's club into the NPL recently. And as part of that, the FFA inserted two of their people to look over the our um, women's bid. And their, their comments back to us was that our bid was equivalent to any W League bid that they'd seen. So the paperwork we did to get that up as the one club, um, we, we've turned that into a short version for the FFA and... Look, we're looking to move this in, in the space of weeks and months, basically, because we want to be up and running for the next season. And and, and how can and Bill, Bill, that's yeah. that's you've answered that question. Mm. Off the SMS machine, we're getting a lot of correspondence coming through. Carlos and I are reading it as we're listening to you. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who just don't have um, faith in the supporter group, your your supporter base, mm. to behave the way they need to behave. It, this is just an assumption that sure. what came with the old NSL, which is you know, is what it what it is and what it was, mm. uh, will perpetrate the A-League, and it's what the FFA don't want, it's what they didn't want, and your club's not going to be able to guarantee that it won't come again. Are you? Can you confidently say that those days, even though they might have been overstated in the minds of some, yeah. but, but those days are a thing of the past? Absolutely, absolutely. And the proof's in the pudding because, you know, we've been performing in what is an equivalent of the NSL, the National Soccer League, for the last 10 years in the NPL, because that NPL, um, National Premier League in Victoria, took over the former NSL team. So if there was going to be any of these troubles, they would have been manifest for the last 10 years. May I say the NPL games are a completely family-friendly environment. And, um, you know, we take our wives, our kids, um, they play football at halftime. It's... it's Fantastic environment. So may I say to all of the listeners and supporters, um, absolutely no, no problems associated with our fan base. And we had 7,000 people at our final, which is not a bad crowd for an NPL game, 
excellent behaviour. Excellent. Bill, good luck. Um, it's it's a lot of people have the view that you know whether it's you know now or in the not too distant future, it's time to expand. It's the A League feels like it's almost at a point where it's ready for it, and everybody's got the right to put their hand up. There's no no no, no there should be nothing stopping anyone from um, having a crack at getting you know one of the next couple of licenses that get issued. We wish all the very best. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, Andy. Thanks, Carlos. Much appreciated. Bill Papasturgiatis, uh, South Melbourne director. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. There's been a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> and you knew this would have happened, right? Yeah. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah, but you know. Why should football people not put their hand up? I'm not saying it, – it really depends. I mean, the big thing that stands out with me when I looked at the criteria really, you know, last week when, they, when the FFA released something, uh, broadcast appeal was the big thing that's st- – because they talked about juniors, they talked about this, they talked about it. And I know South Melbourne go over to Real Madrid and they've got their kids playing against kids over in Spain. It's mm. fantastic mm. what they've mm. got. But it's broadcast appeal at the end of the day. Now – like the the guest the Timmy Kale rule, it, it it's very subjective. Who knows which way the FFA are going to go? But I just feel that there's a softening uh, of uh, maybe at least you know giving a bit of encouragement to the, some of these older clubs. But it's a mountain to climb. You can just see from the SMSs we're getting through. On eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of footy. Afternoons with Andy Marr for Volvo. Get run-out prices on the entire Volvo model year 16 range. And Logical Staffing Solutions. Hiring truck drivers for an immediate start. Logicalstaffing.com.au 18 minutes to three. The boys on the run home up next. The South Melbourne Beard or anything else you want to talk to Carlos about, feel free to get on the line 94291116. Scotty's in Craigie Burn and has done just that. Good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, guys. How are you? Pretty well. Good, mate. Uh, Carlos, enjoy your holidays, mate. Just uh, hurry up back because you know I can't put up with Warren, mate. <laughs> He's, uh, after the phone call the other week and comparing him to the old uh, dentistry and that, <laughs> he, he put he put out a hit on me. But luckily, I was in hiding for five minutes because I realised it was only the Melbourne City crew. I could probably fit him in my toilet, so yeah. it didn't have to hide too much from him, mate. And yeah. Just, um, yeah, so just enjoy yourself and hurry back, mate. Well, if you uh, if you like you like Liverpool, it'd just be a full hour of Liverpool with uh, him and Andy for the next two no, weeks. So no, no, it won't be. It'll be about Melbourne City, mate. They'll be sitting <laughs> back sucking prawns through their shells and that. Um, <laughs> what I want to talk about is South Melbourne. Um, it's good on them for putting a bid in that, but I think it'd be the end of the A League if they got in. And it's nothing to do with violence or anything like that. You can't have a team that's based on ethnicity. You can't do it, mate. It's too divisive. It's good that every every different ethnicity is in one team, you know what I mean? We're all based across, but then we're going to have a team that's just going to be full of um, Greek and Greek heritage. I yeah. don't think it's a good thing, mate. No, oh. Scott, no, they've definitely got a mountain to climb, and they'd be really you know, deluded if they don't know that they've got a mountain to climb. But I, I applaud them because they have got a good club there. They have done wonderful things. It's really well set up as a, as a professional NPL club. Uh, whether they can, you know, whether they can, you know, come up and become a fully, you know, biz- a business by next year, and that's next the season, cha- that's the challenge. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. You've got to find yourself fifty, sixty people that are full time, not volunteers, not volunteers, no. not family members. You know, this is a fair income business. You just walk through Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City, and you know, Sydney FC and these sort of places, their workplace. I mean, these these are. Uh, fair income organisation, corporations. Mm. So I don't know if, if that could happen. But, uh, you know, everyone in this day and age, with what the FFA Cup has done, is, like I said, softened people's view about these things. Let's listen to it. Let's let's look at the proposal 
and judge it on its on its merits. The most sensible approach, I reckon. Terry's on the road. Thanks, Scotty. Hi, Tez. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, mate. Just uh, quickly, just a quick question for both of you. So just a yes or no answer just before I get on with what I wanted to say. Um, we know what Western Sydney is all about now. We've seen them for three seasons now. Uh, we know what they bring to the table on the field. They've brought, they brought success straight away, two grand finals, Asian Champions League final. And we also know what they brought off the field. Um, 90% Muslim Lebanese backgrounds, Burke Street brawls and stabbings with Melbourne Victory, firecrackers and flares at most of every game. Now, if I asked you, after you knowing all the violence um, they bring, right, put aside all the success, because I think they've been awesome for the A-League, do you allow them to come in or do you disallow them? Just a yes or no answer. I would allow them because, like you said, they've been awesome for the A-League. That's perfect. Now, what I wanted to say was, um, I'm a passionate Melbourne City fan, or I've been a Melbourne Heart supporter since day one. So I'm not talking as if I will support South Melbourne. I won't. But the way the A-League is going, we have, if you look on Twitter, now these are facts, okay? These are facts. Melbourne City is just about to hit 11,500 members, which will surpass them of Sydney FC, just, and they'll be just behind Melbourne Victory and Melbourne and Western Sydney Wanderers. So Melbourne City... All the crap they, they get for low crowds, they're actually 30 members. Now, uh, Perth Glory have hit 7,100. That's their record. Adelaide United, 9,500. That's their record. Sydney FC, just under 11,000. There is only one team in the whole country that can come into this A-League and that can, that can sustain success and make a profit, which it already did this year, South Melbourne, playing the NSMPL, uh, made a profit of just under a million dollars. They will bring to the A-League a support, uh, a sustainable fan base of 10,000 supporters in their first year. And they will bring them over uh, 50% of all the other A-League teams. Terry, it's a really passionate... I, I feel like you've um, you've only just started. I feel like you're coming <laughs> off the long run and you're making, a, you're making a really powerful case for your football team, Terry, uh, So, or for South yep. Melbourne's entry. So I congratulate you on that. Maybe they could use you as part of their submission and their yep. ultimate bid they put to the, um, for to me, the FFA. For me, potential crowd issues are not an issue because... Like you said, you know, we, we're learning how to deal with that. And as a sport, we're getting better at it. Mm. So potential crowd issues, I mean, they're not going to be any different than what we've seen anyway. It's whether the club can handle this and whether they're really out there to in, embrace the I, community. I reckon there is – I agree with that mm. more. I reckon there is an element of that. I, I reckon if there is a suspicion that there is a volatile part of their supporter base that will not be restrained – Oh, we mm. are Greek, and we mm. are proud, and we are going to. If that's mm. and and they and it go, and it crosses the line, and you get pitched battles in the streets leading up. Yep. If that happens, yep. then then you're in massive trouble. You're in huge trouble. So I reckon there is a concern that yep. needs to be addressed about that. And the proof will only ever be in the pudding. You can say all you like in the lead up to it all, but it's what happens on game day that is going to decide whether they get whether they're prepared to put their own yeah. pathetic ego yeah. to one side and their willingness to carry on something that happened eighty years ago yeah. for their grandfathers and their you know it means nothing yeah. in this country. True. Do you have something else you want to say about? No, that? no. I was just to say, well, you know, if they were absolutely chronic 
And we're talking about criminals here, mm. basically. Absolutely. Uh, we'd be getting it every week in some form, and it'd be in the papers or in, in the media, and we're not getting it every week. I agree with so that. So we are getting some stuff off the SMS that you know, they don't behave well and stuff like that. But, but if it's to that level, mm. that, that scare, that mm. fear mm. aspect of it, well, we're not getting it every oh, week, and we're not okay. hearing it. So There's a willingness to tell that story if it happens. Yep. We know that. Absolutely. There's media yep. in this town that want that story to happen because yep. they want the pictures and they want to, they want to fear monger. So Milko's in Yarraville. A few people want to join in about this. Hi, mate. G'day, boys. How you doing? Good, thank um, you. Uh, like I said, South Melbourne is an old club, and like I said, it's it's a really well-run club. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, I, I watched them in the old days against one of my old teams, and there's no doubt that they'll add something to the league. The only problem, like I said, I see that comes along the line is that it is a Greek background club, and that's that's reality, and that's a fact. Greek flags will appear in the crowd, and if they let South Melbourne in, let's say they're bringing another team in from Sydney or from another area that's maybe Croatian, or let's say it's... Um, Macedonian backed, that's where you're going to see the issues. And that's something you cannot get past because you've got hundreds of years of rivalry and, you know, God knows what else has been going on over there in Europe. And that's the big issue. Like I said, on their own, they might be okay. But as soon as you bring in another club with another ethnic background, you're going to see it's not going to be South Melbourne versus, let's say, whoever it may be. It's going to be Hellas versus someone else. And that's the issue I'm worried about. Yeah, Milko, you know, and I hear, because I was at games like, you know, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as the media painted it back in the old NSL, but I was at games where we where you, there was a lot of, of that angst in, uh, at those games. But like I said, South Melbourne and, and Greek clubs in the, in the state leagues, NPL, play against Macedonian clubs all the time. And we don't get every time they play them in the, in the suburban leagues or in the – because it, it, we just don't get that issue all the time. So, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they need the national stage for them to – behave like that. I don't know, but it certainly doesn't happen every week. I mean, clubs in the in the lower leagues are still affiliated to associated with their ethnic groups that, that born those clubs in the first place. And we and they're playing other clubs that where there's been, you know, century old rivalries, in, you know, especially the nationalistic aspect of it. And we're not getting those issues every week. Otherwise, we'd be certainly. I'm telling you, the media here in oh. Melbourne, uh, media in Australia would certainly be reporting on those issues if they were happening every week. We all know that's a fact. Anthony's in Pasco Vale. Uh, last call before we get to a break. Hi, mate. Yeah, g'day, guys. Uh, in the words of the great Daryl Kerrigan, tell him he's dreaming. Ten, <laughs> ten thousand immediately, no way. And they won't have it up and running by next year. I'll tell you who's going to be up and running, and he's got to do with TV rights: Wollongong and Fremantle City. And I think the A-League clubs already know that. And uh, it's all hooked on the TV, right? It's a really big deal, Anthony. It's as Carlos said, it's a pivotal point. On 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of footy. Afternoons with Andy Marr for Volvo. Get one-out prices on the entire Volvo model year 16 range. And Logical Staffing Solutions. Hiring truck drivers for an immediate start. Logicalstaffing.com.au Bengals 20, Giants 14 at the New York Stadium. So that's uh, it's all happening there into the fourth quarter. Carlos Alberto Diego, the boys on the run home up next. Stevie G's days at LA Galaxy are over. Mm. Season's finished. Mm. His time is up. Mm. So he's still a young man. Mm. He's still got time left in the game. Yep. Where next? I'm talking. I'm talking directly. I know there's millions of people listening to this right now. I'm talking directly to the Melbourne Victory accountant. Work it out. He's on. Even now, he'd be on two hundred thousand pound a week with the MLS. Yep. He's 
I think, uh, 36, 36, 36, might be 30, might 36. Be, that's 36, okay? That's, that's young in yep. football terms. He can still Nick. play, yep. still play. Melbourne Victory need someone in midfield. That's, a, that's, a, that's probably the, the least important point right now. <laughs> Okay. He can play wherever he wants. I'm speaking directly to the accountant. Who are you? You know, ninety-six thousand Liverpool supporters rocked up to the MCG. Ninety-six thousand or ninety thousand with six thousand victory or whatever. It was ninety-six thousand Liverpool supporters around Australia rocked up to the MCG to see him play. That was a bad Liverpool team. They saw. They went to see him play. Right now, he's available. Get is it. I wish we had time for talkback. Yeah. $6 million I've worked it out between now and the end of the season. Would you spend $6 million to get Stevie Gerrard here, and would they recoup that money? Well, we've got two I say, minutes. I say yes. We've got two minutes. Get on the line. nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Yay or nay, green light Melbourne victory. Make the call. You probably don't need, for a short-term contract, you probably don't need 200000 a week. No, well, he no. you've got to actually turn his head, because he doesn't need the money. No, 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 no. You've, yeah. got, to, you've got to say... We, we value you, yep. and that's how, unfortunately, at that level, these guys, they, they determine their value or what people va- how people value them for the money. So it's not that he needs it, but you need to turn his head or his agent's head straight away, right? Put yourself in the mix, and then sell the fact that it's not China, it's not it's whoever, Melbourne, it's yeah, Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Knows, and they yep. love you in Melbourne. Yep. You saw it. They, he's, he's witnessed the yep. love for he, talk, he talked about it when he was here. Well, he was overwhelmed by it when he was there here. There you go. Victory, accountant. Harry's in Roxburgh Park. You wanted a couple of callers here. They are, Carlos. Harry, should they make a play okay. for him? Guys, look, uh, the only way uh, to get a player like this in the league is the, the only way is up. We don't have very many... We've got very many marquee players in the competition. Uh, the only way that uh, this guy can come to victory is that it'll bring that many people in. You'd be surprised. Harry, we're go- okay, you're a yes. Nick's in Endeavour Hills. Yes or no, Nick? Nick, are you there? Yeah. Yes, should they have a crack? Yeah, I'll go watch him for sure. Andy's in Wyndham Vale. Andy, would you go and would you would you go and fill a seat every week if Stevie G was playing? Get the man in, and a t-shirt would be bought. <laughs> Off the SMS. Yes, very big yay. Yes, for sure. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, yes, yes. Direct correspondence to the accountant at Victory. Green light it. Have a crack. Yeah. I'd buy a season. If there were any season seats left over, I'd buy one. That would be... It blows the whole Tim Kale rule out of the water. With all due respect. And Del Piero. With all due me, respect. In Melbourne, this market, it's him. That'd be magnificent. Mate, it's been a joy spending time with you this year. Uh, we'll do it again. My pleasure, Somewhere, mate. Somewhere, somehow.